Uh, Rick, welcome, welcome to the pod, man. All Thank packed you. up. I'm glad you're here. Seriously. Thanks for having me. It's a treat to be here. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, an outdoor podcast, and so um, I guess first, tell us a little bit about how how the outdoors was introduced to you, and uh, and and maybe how that is. This is a long answer, probably, but how that's carried <laughs> you into your professional uh, yeah. career today. Um, I probably like a lot of people started, uh, really young and it was really, um, just my, my mom's family had a pretty, uh, neat ranch that was an, you know, an hour South of Dallas that we got to go to all the time growing up. So Texas, Texas. Um, and then, and it was, you know, one of those places that there, it was really not this incredible from a hunting or fishing standpoint, but it had some and it let me, it was like a spot where I could go out on my own and yeah, cut cool. my teeth and do all that stuff, even as a young kid. And so it was just pretty great. And, um, and then it, it was like a lot of people just sort of became my obsession yeah. and, uh, you know, everything I did in junior high revolved around trying to get outdoors more yeah. or, uh, make up reasons that that you know tie every school project into the outdoors <laughs> somehow <laughs> for sure um and then uh just kept going and, and getting to do more stuff with friends as you get older and um and you know even in through college where you you start to meet all these people from different places and so you get invited to go other other parts of the state do other things do it different ways that maybe you didn't grow up doing and um yeah so for me, it's always just been this fun, not just loving the outdoors, but this accumulation of learning other places and Over learning other ways of doing how we do this here versus down south or anything like that. So um, I always love it. And for me, it's not just hunting and fishing either. It's like okay, cool, anything and everything um, that you can do out outdoors. And uh, and so I always, you know, like just love doing it. And it was a free time hobby mm-hmm. kind of thing uh and then i got i had never even honestly really even thought about doing anything in you know work life related to it until uh i had just left a job um and was not sure what i was going to do yet and um at this time i got to think back when this was this is a long time ago <laughs> like 14 years ago or something and I didn't know what I was going to do. And, uh, some friends, uh, had decided that they were going to host, uh, the fly fishing film tour in Austin and it had never been there before. And it was still sort of this fledgling event. And if they weren't coming to your town, you could just pay a, a, a license fee basically, and then host your own event. And then it's totally up to you to throw the event and whether or not you made money or cool whatever what's up to you uh, yeah and it's so, not like that now uh they still i think right. they still have some independent events the the austin one is no longer independent they okay. sort of about three or four years ago took it back in house um and we didn't know what in the world we were doing yeah. but it was uh great guys ted mendrick who's been at sportsman's finest for years and, yeah uh, done a lot of other things tosh brown uh who's a longtime outdoor photographer yeah. um and then Banning Collins, who has uh, been in the industry for a long time and is now one of our reps at Howler Brothers. And then uh, my god sister, Christine Johnson Warren. And she 
she was the one that kind of wrote me in and then I fell in with all these guys and it so started off as just like a project. Yeah. And then uh, and just have that kind of well and what what happened was I uh we you know we're trying to find people to be sponsors or to donate prizes for the or uh you know auction yeah. items, raffle items for the event and uh Yeti was this fledgling company at the time and yeah. i didn't even have one i just my buddies had one and i didn't you know and so i just reached out i had a connection to them and i reached out and asked them to sponsor the event and they said yes and uh i took them to lunch to say thank you for yeah. donating a cooler and all that and then uh it the conversation just kind of snowballed into well how are y'all doing this and why do you do that and, and all those things and um and long story short it just sort of snowballed into me offering to help and them saying, well, Hey, we don't know how to solve for these things or we don't, we don't, we're, we're not spending any effort right now trying to solve for those things. So, okay, cool. um, I started doing some contract work for Yeti and then it, Sweet. um, just really grew from there. But, uh, but at that time they only had eight employees and they were all sharing one Gmail account. Man, so what year was with that? That's what I'm trying. I can't remember exactly. What, I could look it up on the that's, phone. But man, that's wild. Like, yeah. Yeah. Good. So just remember. Okay. Yeah. Got to start comment. somewhere. That's, a, that's an awesome comment because yeah. and at that time they were sharing a warehouse. Yeah. Um, and there wasn't even like a demising wall. Like it was literally, we have this zone. Here's a piece of tape and y'all have that zone over there. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and they had crammed little office in there yeah. and this terrible not even conference table just a round <laughs> table they used for meetings and stuff but it was like so wobbly every time you put your elbows oh, on it yeah. like all the stuff would slide <laughs> to you but you know that's that's a great example of like yeah, yeah it did start there and it did yeah just totally explode and now it's yeah. this giant behemoth we all know behemoth yeah yeah start somewhere yeah yeah <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, and so fast forward a little bit, maybe, uh, into, into how you got started Halibros and, and um, when they brought you on similar vibe, I would have, uh, I guess, imagine kinda, when kinda sort of, uh, I, a, a mutual, I had never met, uh, the two founders, Chase Hurd and Andy Stepanian and, uh, a mutual friend introduced me, Chase and me, and said, Hey, let's all go grab lunch. And it was like a week or two after they launched the website. Um, nice. and so they were brand spanking new. Yeah. And, uh, so we went out to lunch and I hadn't even heard of it, you know, but I instantly started checking them out and I was like, man, this yeah. is really cool. And chase and I just completely hit it off, uh, and became fast friends. And it was, you know, and he, chase is, and Andy too, but really just some of the most insanely talented, creative people mm -hmm. I've ever come across. And he was a painter and an architect and all this stuff prior, yeah. but he had never done like sold any products or made any products. And so yeah. he really was self-taught in a lot of ways, but, um, he, it's really uh, authentic. So though. I, he was like, well, Hey, I don't know how to do this. And yeah. so we would, or, you know, what, how do you do this? Or how do you find sales reps? Or how do you do that? Yeah. Um, and so we were having beers like once a month and kind of talking shop and, cool. um, 
kind of helping more as a buddy yeah. than anything. And that kind of snowballed too. And so over time, uh, and eventually uh, I decided I was going to leave Yeti and we tried to make it work. It wasn't quite right. And then a few months down the road, it made it happen. And now yeah. it's been nine years. Awesome. Yeah. Man, talk about your experience so far with that and, and maybe how Howler's pursuit of just experience and adventure has aligned with, with yours yeah. throughout the years. Uh, well, man, the company is like going on 12 years now and are, um, for the nine plus that I've been there, it's, it's been an incredible ride and super fun and all the challenges that come with growing any business. Uh, and to be fair, like I had never done apparel before. I didn't yeah. know what I was getting into. Um, but it's, uh, it's been great and we've been really fortunate to have a lot of great people involved yeah. and, um, and it's fun. You know, yeah. so like if you have to sell something or ship something or uh, talk about stuff, I mean, it's like everything we talk about is pretty damn fun. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's not just... it's not really that that part is not difficult. Yeah. Um, and so we've just been able to, you know, keep stacking stuff up. And just like any business, you try to make it better than yesterday. Yeah. And add and grow. And so uh, and we don't get me wrong we still have a long ways to go and there's sure. a lot of stuff that we're always yeah. tackling or battling uh yeah. but it's it's a lot of fun and we have a great group of people and um it could be a lot worse could be, yeah. <laughs> yeah could be one of the things i love about uh y'all's brand i mean the authenticity story you know and yeah. like chase and andy you know spending time surfing down in central america yeah. and and um having these design ideas and how do we like create stuff we want to wear that blends this, you know, life yeah. that, that we love. But even the, even within y'all's um, ambassador list and these photos and videos and all these things, these are just dudes living their life and doing cool stuff. You know, it's not, you don't have, I mean, this is a dumb example, but there's not like the rock or, you know, Tom Brady or some person. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like this, big figure it's these people that authentically love what they're doing you know nate with his surf shop yep. and um and oliver in his lodge and just loving fishing and and it kind of goes on and and um i think that just speaks to the core of who you guys are and and then certainly i you know see you guys like in these places doing these photo shoots and i'm like that doesn't suck <laughs> like having <laughs> well, to go to this place and yeah. hang out with a bunch of great dudes yeah well and I take some pictures and cheers and they, beers. They, those yeah. those trips are a lot of fun yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know i did to your earlier uh comment like the authenticity thing and now i, I ironically that word gets abused true uh, a lot but for us it's all for howler it's always been um you know sort of forward in how we look at stuff and uh it was never about like trying to go to this extreme and make like high art fashion, but it was also not, um, you know, very much trying to be authentic to who they were and who we are and, and the stuff we like to do. And yeah. the fact that in a given day or a given trip, you want to do all this stuff yeah. and we don't really live in a silo. And so it's like, yeah, I want to be able to do all this stuff in one day, yeah. which has a lot to like, that really gets into how we or what we make and uh yeah. 
but they those guys really set the the tone on all that and we have a pretty high bar for ourselves as far as like what we allow to go out the door from a product standpoint but mm-hmm. also like any sort of messaging or content and that has to feel authentic to what we've defined as howler yeah um and so I think they they really deserve the credit for saying this is a priority for us yeah. as a business and a, and a team and therefore we're going to make sure that everything here forward adheres to that or a, a, you know that that's, goes through that checklist and uh, fits the personality. So um, I give them all the credit really, and yeah. so it, and honestly, it makes life easier because then you you have this framework to go by. To, yeah. Some guidelines. Um, even if the bar is higher on what you uh, need to go do or deliver. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah and, and then, you know, we like all these fun exotic places and doing fun <laughs> stuff. And so the the shoots are uh, – they are fun. Yeah. <laughs> do y'all do y'all end up on on some of these shoots or with some of these guides and, and other folks? does inspiration from that come into what y'all are building or what y'all are saying or doing? Absolutely. And honestly, like it's real easy now, especially, you know, older the company gets and the bigger we get, it's easier for us to sort of separate these things out and say, okay, the marketing team is going to go over here and do the shoot and go take care of that task. But in reality, the more that we get chase and, and the greater design team, out in the field or doing stuff, the mm-hmm. more those ideas come in. Yeah. They see stuff that I might not or somebody. Yeah. But um yeah. Yeah. And and we have a but we I will say one of the other great things that that Chase and Annie are both really wonderful about is they have all this creativity and all this talent, but they're they are very open to other ideas and other things. And so there is kind of this open policy of throwing an idea out there. Or go into the design team and say, yo, I took a picture of this shirt this guy had on the other day and it was really cool or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, could be, you know, you went on a trip and saw this pattern or mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. But um, Yeah, that comes um, with just being creative, I think. Yeah. You know, you talked about, I'm sure there's been a lot of bad ideas maybe. Oh, that, that. man, we have <laughs> plenty of bad ideas. Yeah. That's funny. I have this kind of <clears throat> long-running joke that I will, I'm, I always sit my desk is pretty close to Chase's and I go, I can lean over and go, Hey man, what if we had, what about this idea? You know, tell him and he's, he's super polite. He'll kind of go, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's an idea. Okay. And kind of like go back to what he's doing. And I'm like, yeah, he probably just, that <laughs> yeah. just hit delete on that last comment. Yeah. Um, I was thinking pretty baby, much. Every once baby in a shark's while, real popular right now. Every once in a while he'll go, Hmm. And kind of like tilt his head and you're like, Oh, maybe he liked that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like I got them. And, and you know what? The other thing too is like, it sometimes it takes a while for those ideas to uh, sort of take shape. Yeah. And yeah, I'll throw something out, and then or anybody really, but we can throw out an idea, and then it's like you you go along your with your day or your month or whatever, and then all of a sudden we come to look at you know the new ideas for the next season. It's like, oh my God, that was that thing I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah like you know, there so it is. You see you those see it uh, every once in a while. There's some, there's some great ones. Yeah, that come through. But That's travel, uh, back to your comment, travel definitely is one of those things that I think is always, yeah, 
you know, bringing up new ideas or, or inspiring new things. And so totally worth doing. And it's fun. You said something about like trying to get designers out into the field and go do these things. And I feel like for me today and in the last, you know, however many months that me personally getting away from work and going to do the things that I love becomes more of a struggle. Yeah. Uh, just cause you have all these tasks and yeah, you're like, totally. well, I could go do that, but I now be backed up or this thing doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, how do y'all, or how do you personally, you know, make sure that you're still go doing the things that you love to do? Um, good question. Me personally, I, I don't know that I have a good answer for that. I, I think it's just make it a priority. I, I think one thing that at least at Howler that we embrace is this in it, harks back to our tagline of heed the call which is like i mean if you have the like a desire to go do this then you you need to go do it yeah and you need to put it on the calendar and make time for it and work around it um i know for the design team they they've really adopted this process of scheduling design time and that's not necessarily creative inspiration time it's more like execution Mm -hmm. um and banging out Oh, I've had these 10 ideas. Now I need to put them on paper. And and so blocking off time on your calendar that this is this is like a do not disturb yeah. zone. Don't I'm taking no meetings during this time. Uh, but that, you know, that doesn't replace time outside or ideas yeah. in the field. And you can do a ton of research and you can do, but I think being out doing the relevant activities and things like travel where you're exposed to new things and new people and all this stuff all the time. I mean, that's, that's like where I'll, I think a, a lot of this comes from. Yeah. Um, and so for you, I would be like, yeah, well you part of your job is you need to be out and doing stuff. Yeah. Every, doesn't have to be every day, yeah. but you know, making sure that you're, cause part of that is like, you can design anything you want on a computer screen, mm-hmm. but until you get in the field or, and, and you could put it in the back of your truck in the parking lot and that's fine. But then when you get out there, you're like, Oh, I wish that was a little different. Or, yeah. What if we had this, like the step, yeah. you know, or the, the, those sort of things that mm. you're like, man, this would make it better if we had this attachment, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Sort of brought on by need and yeah, all that. So yeah, it's there, you got to do it. There's this concept I've mentioned in it's, it's that like, people and this is not an original thought i saw it somewhere but that people are, are scared of being bored these days that's you know oh. kind of the first thing that you do yeah. when you're not doing anything is just like yeah you yeah. got your phone right so you're instantly not bored anymore yeah. but i think yeah. that being outside is is great for that because you're bored sometimes and yeah. you know what what comes from that is like real thoughts of like yeah. oh maybe i can you know like if thinking about me as a kid like oh maybe i can go build this stick bridge yeah. or i can go yeah. do this just just you know creativity kind of flows when when you're bored and and people aren't bored anymore yeah that's know? true yeah that's that's a, a really good comment i yeah. think it, especially with kids yeah, yeah. that's like my part struggle of, with part my of kids like the great thing about being a kid is like when you get bored and yeah. you're, you only have these things at your disposal at your fingertips yeah so you're like I mean, that's where you make up all the dumb games, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, or the the quirky, funny things that you end up loving for years yeah. later is when it's all sort of born out of that. I mean, and some I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. And I think as adults, we we like almost should 
figure out a time. And, and you could say it's like, oh, it's like my no phone time or I'm right, right, sitting right. here and read a book or whatever. Right. And that's all great. But, right, but even bored, that, yeah. like leaving your phone at home and going yeah. for a walk, mm-hmm. right. you know? I mean, yeah. even when you go for a walk or like a, a jog and, and the, the natural thing nowadays is to put your headphones in and yeah. like, oh, heaven forbid I don't have music for, right. you know, or listen to a beautiful yeah. podcast like this <laughs> yeah. while I'm on my jog. But, you know, yeah, we hope you're enjoying this podcast. It's something uh, is like just to go. Yeah, yeah. And you end up observing so much stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, animals or nature or yeah. whatever. But also, like for me, the thing that, and I'm by no means on the creative side of the house at Howler Brothers, but I feel like ideas pop in my head more mm-hmm. of like, oh, what about this? Or what if we yeah. involved this guy on that project or, yeah. you know, something like yeah. that? Yeah, I think your brain, when it's not distracted, it starts kind of searching through all these other yeah. things that are living up there and it starts connecting pieces. I think that's a lot yeah. of times for me when I'm driving, that's where ideas come in. Even if there's some background music, if I'm not listening to something, my brain is just starts thinking cuz I'm just staring out a windshield, there's really nothing else <laughs> yeah. to do. Yeah. And um but I think, you know, when I took Tessa to go camping in August, that was this this moment where we're out in this rainy forest and it's muddy and whatever and she was having a ball yeah. you know she was like putting sticks across tire tracks to make totally. bridges and yeah. and it's that creativity you know where yeah. the things are inspired and i think that's a that's a tough thing is always like yeah. hey don't don't just i'm bored i'm gonna yeah. look at something or figure something out allow yourself to be bored because that's yeah. where the greatest ideas come from I, I totally agree with that and that you know and i think in some way well, it's like they say all the best food comes from uh, out of like places or cultures or people like out of poverty. almost. Yeah. Like that's where all the creativity and that's food, all the focus, all on, the yeah. ingredient discovery of ingredients and utilization of ingredients. Like that's where it all comes from. And even more zoomed out that, you know, suffering is a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that goes on a lot of ways. But I think boredom is probably in some way like maybe related to that yeah that you it's like almost it feels like this negative thing or this forced thing but in reality it's, it's opening up this huge yeah door to find new stuff or yeah observe new things or you know yeah, yeah think about like deep early... thoughts for the day yeah <laughs> yeah we're going down <laughs> for sure yeah yeah, it was like early, early man, just sitting on a rock, like trying to figure out, well, got to figure out how to go kill that antelope yeah. right there. And that's about all I'm thinking about. Yeah. Uh, you have kids of your own? I have three kids. Sweet. I have uh, three teenagers. 17 15 and 13 awesome yeah uh, how, how what's your experience i mean i was as not a father um god willing i someday am but i'm always interested in asking kind of how people get their kids to be outside in a world like this um, yeah you know do they do any of them share uh your, your passions yeah i mean uh my knee-jerk reaction is not nearly enough and not, <laughs> yeah. not nearly as often as I would like to. Yeah. And, uh, but 
as as much as I can. And yeah. I think we always try to bake stuff, no matter what like our trip or uh, thing is or where we're going. It's like how do you bake in some things that are outside? And, yeah. And it, again, it doesn't have to be like you know going on a archery elk hunt. Like it could be we're going to oh, we're going to this place, so let's go. Uh, yeah. Let's go on this hike or let's go do, you know, this that thing. Um, and I think one of the things that's pretty remarkable about kids of all ages is they, they, even if you have to drag them there and they really would rather be doing something else or that when they get there, they always respond and like end up loving it. Yeah. And, and I've found at least even years later, they'll be like, Hey, remember when we did this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, one great example is, and my favorite thing is, you know, fly fishing. And so I'm always instantly, whenever something comes on the family counter, I'm like, cool. What body of water is that? <laughs> yeah, that we yeah, should yeah. Go book a trip with, but there any flats near um, a few years ago, my mom really had this hankering to do uh, Thanksgiving in Palm Springs. So it's desert. So okay. there is no water <laughs> other than like golf courses. There is no water yeah. to be found anywhere. And so I was a little bit like, Oh man, I don't know. I'm kind of out of my, you know, my playbook isn't <laughs> functioning very well right now, but, um, my brother-in-law had just done some climbing and he found these local guides. Uh, and we did a pretty awesome day with all our kids, um, hmm. of like guided climbing. And it was really fun, man. And the kids loved it and they loved, you know, harnessing up and climbing and all that That's stuff. Awesome. And we, uh, and, and, no phones, no nothing. You know, we're out in the middle of Joshua Tree National Park and yeah. climbing, and it was awesome. Yeah, and they still awesome. talk about it and laugh about it. And yeah, all that. Yeah, they're probably pretty hesitant when you're t when you told them we we're gonna go, we're gonna go climbing. Well, no, I think they were they were fine, and then we got there and they're like, oh wait, we're gonna <laughs> climb, you know? and uh, and we, yeah, and we did this crazy cave section. And the, the guides were like, well, we got time. Let's go do this. It'll be awesome. And so I'm thinking it's like a cave where you walk into this cave and go shine your flashlight and see yeah. whatever. And it was not even really a cave. It was <laughs> like where all these boulders had fallen. And there's like a little tunnel passageway through there. And you have to like go under and then roll over and then sit up 90 degrees. Oh, you're like spelunking, up, crawling. Spelunking, <laughs> crawling. Yeah. And all the let's just say that those guides are way skinnier than I was. <laughs> and, and then we had these kids and I, there was a couple spots where I was like, man, I don't think I can get through there. But doing that. We made it. So yeah. but the kids still make fun of me too, for like doing that. Yeah. That's anyway, awesome. it's, it, it's great though. All those things are great. Yeah. Good, good memories. We yeah. always talk about that too. So. Yeah. I love that idea of, of, you know, just, it's something that all kids, I think, do. They, like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And you, yeah. and as a parent, it gets overwhelming to like constantly try to like break them yeah. over the hill and get yeah. them to the other side. And you're like, come on, how many times do we do this? And how many times do you say you don't like going to do the things that we do? And then you're happy when we do it. Totally. You know? yeah. Remember all those. Remember this event. Remember this event. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And I, <clears throat> my son, who's 15. And he loves doing all this stuff, but even on a smaller, more like daily 
scale heat, I would always go, Hey buddy, let's go try this place, this taco truck on the other side of town or this obscure hole in the wall restaurant. He's like, no, why dad, this is so annoying. Why are we doing this? You know? And then I would take him to these places and he's like, that's the best taco I've ever had in my whole life. Right now I'm obsessed with this place. And so he now, every time I bring it up, he's like, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Like whatever it is, the farther, the weirder, like let's yeah. go. Cause he just knows like, it'll, it'll be fun. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That is cool. One of my get old, him over the hump though. I know. Yeah. One of my old hunting lease members would do the same thing. He would go find the like most obscure Mexican food restaurant yes. that he could find. Like the more run down it looked, the more <laughs> yeah. he was excited about it. Absolutely. I love that. <laughs> and we would we would meet up to catch up about whatever's happening for the season at the most obscure places. You're like, all right, this is gonna be good, David. Love Thanks. It. <laughs> love that. Inevitably it was. Yeah, Noah had this uh this one time we were in Colorado and I found this hiking trail that went pretty vertical up the side of a mountain so much so that they had ropes tied onto trees mm -hmm. that you could hang on to so that you didn't slip or fall. And so I hike up to this thing and I'm like, Oh, this is rad. I'm going to go get the kids. And I go back and I'm like, we're going on a hike and whatever. So we ride our bikes there and then we hike this thing up and the kids are like, you're, you're going to kill us. We're going to fall off this mountain and we're going to die. And they're like all very nervous and shaky the whole way up. I'm like, just hang on to the rope. You're going to be fine. Pay attention to what you're doing. Yeah. And so we get to the top and Noah's like, I'm done. I can't believe this. I'm not doing it anymore. There's this waterfall coming off the cliff and I'm trying to get them to like, let's go stand underneath the waterfall. And she's like, no, I'm not doing it. Definitely not doing it. She just put her foot, her, you know, dug yeah. her heels in. I'm done. And so Gunnison and Afton, you know, we slide across those wet rocks and hope we don't slide off the end. And but you stand, it's this incredible experience. And I go back to Noah and I said, "Hey, look, you've made the effort. You're 20 feet away. You can either go back down with your heels dug in, and always wonder what it would have been like to stand underneath this waterfall. And maybe you're fine with it. Maybe you're not. Or you come stand underneath this waterfall with me, and you have the reward for everything you just went through. Yeah. And then." And in the future, you look back and you're like, I'm glad I did that. You know, you consider it fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so right. It does it. And and that's one of those things that I used to share with her when she would kind of dig in and, and, uh, remember the waterfall, remember the waterfall. It. it was always a waterfall. Yeah. And, uh, so for any parents listening, yeah. you, know, you got to really just encourage them and walk them through I it. I think that goes for us too, though. Like sure. anytime you're, you're pulled or sort of pushed into something that maybe you didn't want to do or that, Oh, uh, you're like, well, I don't want to put that effort in. And then yeah. you end up doing it. Then you're like, oh yeah, that was great. I'm yeah, so glad I did that. that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably over said this, but that was really the inspiration for pack mule was that I found on, on a Friday, I was totally worn out and exhausted. I was like, man, it's going to be such a pain to like try to pack all this stuff and figure out where everything goes and how do I get to it? Yeah. And, um, and there was this choice. Do I stay home and like, lay around on the sofa and do I sleep in and catch up on rest and those sorts of things? Or do I leave for the weekend and go do something experiential and I'm not going to sleep and I'm probably going to drink too much and a bunch of other things. Right. Inevitably when I would go do that, I'd come back way more fired up and oh energized yeah. because of everything I'd done and what we experienced And that. It was almost like a high that it would carry me for a couple of weeks until I was out to go do it again. Yep. And I'd find if I'd stay around and rest that, yeah, sure. I caught up on sleep, but like there was no energy, you know, there was no like drive that yeah. kept me going. There was this, uh, 
ad that that uh, I found in some outdoor magazine at one point is this little cabin in the forest, and it said, uh, "You weren't born to just pay bills and die." <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, "Yes, you yes. got to remember that." <laughs> I think too, like, and, and this is all sort of related, but when I have, I'm a way happier person, better family member, better team, you know, work employee, teammate, all that stuff. When I have those things on the calendar, yeah. not that they always have to be on the calendar, but man, when you, when you have these trips or these adventures or these things you are excited about on the calendar, your chin pulls up a little bit and you're fired up and that's the carrot, you know, that you're, you're just like, it has, when you and then on the flip side when you don't have those you're like oh man i'm just like <laughs> grinding away staring at yeah. spreadsheets all day yeah. you know yeah. what's next what's next yeah. so I, i'm just i've found that i'm just uh and some of that could be travel it could be whatever but i, I just think that those whatever it is for you having those things on the counter makes everybody happier yeah keep your chin up yeah, yeah i like it yeah yeah i'm, I'm randomly reminded of unbranded that film where oh, uh, yeah. the guys from a and Ben Masters. Ben, yeah. yeah. He, they went from Mexico to Canada. That one guy, mile left, he goes, yeah, uh, he gets picked up. He's like, uh, for a million reasons, I can't explain to you, but I just, I want to leave it unfinished. So that's the antithesis to what, what we were saying about, you know, just, just push there and finish it. Yeah. But interesting though. Very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Why he would have left it. Not done all that. Yeah. Work, all I that don't, way. I, I didn't totally get that either. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, it's a one mile. Like, go f- complete this. But yeah. Um, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Everybody has yeah. their reasons, I guess, yeah. for whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, going going back to Haller Bros is is uh is there like an early trip or memory that kind of sticks with you? That's like, um, man, that I'll forever remember this experience. Or, or... um, yeah, that's a. There's a lot. I'm sure we've had a lot of really fun uh trips and then a lot of uh hairy close call experiences yeah, that yeah. are all yeah. we we're actually just laughing about it because we've sort of turned some of these into this new uh kind of blog series we're doing um yeah he he the, the close, close call. calls yeah. yeah there's happened to have been several recently that are sort of <laughs> <laughs> precipitating that but yeah. um but you know the Maybe the first one, the, the one that, because I think it's more of like a, what started a lot of it. It was our, it was not long after I had joined, and we were in this need of, we had this a bigger collection for that season or the upcoming season we were about to launch than we had ever had before, and so therefore a bigger need, a greater need for more photos and more content and all that stuff. Um, and then also that prior to this, they had really always relied on, oh, here's this cool photographer in this place or a buddy that's going to that destination. Like we'll give him some stuff and hope he comes back with some photos. Yeah. And it was, it was always sort of at the, you know, at the mercy of these outsiders as opposed to third party, as opposed to taking control and say, we're going to go do our own shoot. And so, the first one that we did um, <clears throat> was down in the Yucatan, and I had been 
talking to all these different people, you know, about cool people that we thought maybe would be a great fit to be a Howler ambassador and all this stuff. And there's two guys that now are, have been Howler ambassadors for you know eight or nine years now. Oh, wow. And I had been talking to them a ton and they're two of my dearest friends in the world. And, and, but we had actually never met until like shaking hands or hung out until we met in the parking lot of the Cancun airport, man, you know, yeah. and that's uh, Cameron Brown and Patrick Duke. And both those guys are still very much involved with Howler. And I love hanging out with them. And um, so it, it's just like, I don't know. That was kind of the trip that totally kicked it off and uh, sort of paved the way for a lot of the stuff that we do today. Cool. Um, yeah. That's that was awesome. a great one. Where, where, oh, that was in Cancun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we, uh, we went down and did a few things and uh, part in Tulum, which now sounds crazy because it's such a like Euro party. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, DJ destination. Yeah, totally. <laughs> More than like an outdoors place. Yeah. You're going to go uh, farther. I guess. Yeah. And, and then, well, and then we, we went further South to the Palometa club. Nice. Uh, which is totally remarkable on the yeah. CNCon biosphere. And, great people down there but um it was it was great that's awesome yeah. how has uh your your pursuit of the outdoors and stuff kind of fueled your um maybe conservation efforts and, oh yeah and... um that's a great question and uh i feel like generally speaking the best conservationists are people who love and enjoy those resources yeah. and so a lot of times you know fishermen will be the first people to step up and say, let's clean up this place or let's protect this place or this fishery. Uh, and same for hunting conservation for me has always been something. I think my, my parents, especially my dad was very, uh, he didn't really grow up hunting. And so he got very into it, but then it became something I think that he very much appreciated and, and never took for granted. And, so um, there was a, a lot of stuff growing up that we would, you know, do or go like say, well, look, if we're going to go hunt, then we also sort of owe it to uh, the resource to go take care of this or clean yeah. up or wh whatever it may be. Um, cool. And there was, a, there was a few years, I want to say it was like maybe like a couple, three years when I was in junior high when uh, there was a particularly bad uh, waterfowl breeding season. And so all this, the biologists are really worried that, you know, this year's crop of, uh, ducks particularly was going to be very low and they're worried mm -hmm. about the survival of the species and all this stuff. And so we just sort of said, okay, well, cool. We'll just go not hunt this year. And it doesn't mean we can't go look for them or yeah. hang out or yeah. take photos, but it just means we weren't going to shoot any. Yeah. Um, well, sort of as our little micro way of saying, okay, well here, y'all can have this little safe place over here. Yeah. Um, and so that was like, I think for me, it was like a little bit set the stage. And um, so at Howler, we, we, there's a lot of causes that we contribute to or participate in of all different um, places and, you know, different things. Um and we've participated in different ways in doing that. Um, for me, some of my favorite ones are the ones where uh, it's you're really trying to not just 
solve a th- like one thing or overcome one thing, but like set it up for long term gotcha. success. Um, and so like treating the disease, not just treating the symptom. Okay. Um, cool. And I think I think those are like the best. And sometimes it takes a long time to see yeah. results. But um, there's a lot of people out there doing great conservation work of all shapes and sizes. And so uh, I, I, in whatever calls to you, and that may be like based on where you live or the activities you like to do, but I do think everyone should have some, put some effort in there. Yeah. You know, yeah, whether that's, awesome. that's time, talent, or treasure, like you should be participating. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I um, agree. And I think it's good for you. It's good for everybody. Yeah. yeah, it's a great thing to do also with kids. Yeah, you know, right. just tell them why this matters and why we need to protect or yeah. Yeah. why we're putting this fish back. Yeah, and I think when you get them outside, they appreciate those yeah. things. They're less, I use this example a lot, but they're less worried about the honeybee that's landing on them because yeah. they know it's not trying to sting them. It's totally. just like taking rest or it's looking for pollen. Yeah. You know, it's not like flying around trying to sting folks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which honeybees are a thing right now, I think. Anyway, so that's <laughs> yeah. kind of its own deal. Always man save the bees. Uh, anything fun on the horizon with uh, Howler? And, um, then, and then what's your next What's your next trip? What's your next fun thing you're doing? Uh, both great questions. Uh, Howler, with Howler, we have a lot of things uh, brewing right now. We have some fun uh, collabs coming out. Um, that I'm really excited about. And then uh, a really fun event. And uh, we have a great event in a couple of weeks uh, in Mexico that we're a big part of. It's called the Mexi Log Fest. Um, that Logger? Mexi Log Fest. Log, yeah. sort of a nickname for a longboard. Oh, longboard, nice. You know? nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one of our uh, ambassadors and a dear friend of mine, uh, Israel Preciado, has mm. put that on for several years. And it's just an incredible event. It is a competition, but it's actually more of like a little mini uh, festival for the longboarding community. Nice. And so you get people from, I don't know, probably 40 countries or something that oh, show wow. up. And it's just an incredible thing. And it's it's not a big flashy thing. It's yeah. way more like I always sort of equate it to a destination wedding. And you can show up knowing only yeah. a handful of the people there. But by the time you leave, you feel like you're buddies with everybody. Yeah. It's just yeah. remarkable. Um, so that's coming up. And then we have some other cool collaborations and events coming um, in the in the coming few months. And then for, man, personally, um, well, I get to go to some of these. Which yeah, is yeah, fun, yeah. Uh, including uh, Mexi Log Fest, which I love. Um, and so that's always great. But then um, we've got some, some things we're working on, like some trips that we're – trying to piece together summer stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Summer stuff. That should be great. And I don't know. I just, I get excited about summertime too. It's like, it it sounds silly, but even with three teenagers, just knowing they, even if they have other activities, knowing that they don't have school and we can go, you know, on a whim, like go do something is, is such a, such a fun sort of freedom and like, yeah makes you think about summer the same way you do when you're a kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Especially with that countdown happen with those 17 year olds, oh, you know, man. you're like, they're going to slowly start losing those summers and yeah. you have that. Well, you know, it's, it's funny is uh, my Andy Spanian of Howler, like he brought this up a couple of years ago. He's like with his older daughter, who's now in college. He's like, we only have, you know, whatever X many vacation slots remaining 
before she goes to college. It's not that you can't hang out with them afterwards, yeah. but like the countdown is on. And so I turned around and told that to my wife, Sarah, and we were like, Oh crap, we're in the same boat. Yeah. You know? Like, so we've really tried to put some things in, uh, on the counter because of that or precipitated yeah. by that. Um, and so it's been fun, uh, to do that, but yes, we're definitely in the throes of like, you know, the, the tail end of high school and, going off to college yeah and all, that. all the things involved with Man, that what a time so many things what a time and it's even weirder because i still sort of think of myself as 24 <laughs> fresh out of college and so it's uh it feels extra weird but it's all good <laughs> yeah that's yeah. awesome well thanks again so much for coming Man, down here thanks it's, for having me this a is a treat we're big fans of you guys and um Hope to hope to do it again soon. Let's do it. Let's do it. Thanks, Thanks Rick. Thank y'all.